What's up, fine folks? Welcome to Had to Check, episode 27 <laughs> of Double Tapped. I'm Jay. I'm Tanner. And I'm just going to let the folks out there know I'm a little jittery. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm shaking a little bit. Yeah, do you want to go down your, uh, Had a venti, your coffee tail? Salted caramel cold foam cold brew yeah. from the Starbucks this morning. Uh, well, it's not, it wasn't even this morning. It was like noon. Okay. Um, and what I didn't realize is that that means that there is. It's, there's a difference between salted caramel cold foam and vanilla sweet cream cold foam because with the caramel, there is no sweet cream. Right. So I pretty much just had a giant ass cold brew. <laughs> just a big so big black coffee. I'm a little shaky. Yeah. But that means I'm focused. <laughs> I'm fine. I've got my radar senses on. Yeah. And we've also got some leftover brews from when we were streaming the Game Awards. That's right. If you didn't see that. I didn't upload it anywhere because it was not a great show. I'm no. sure we'll get into that and later. We will talk about it. But these are Kentucky Ale Irish Reds, uh, a good brewery from the Bluegrass State, and a classic fall-ish beer. Oh, I was trying. I was trying to see how long I could Vanna White for there. I should have. I could have vamped for a little longer, but I always wanted to take a drink. Yeah, no, it's good. Solid. A little hoppy. A little, little folly. Yeah, a little, little malty. Got a little. A moosh boosh to it. Boosh. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tanner, means. what have you been playing this past uh, few days? Uh, not a not a whole ton. Yeah. Uh, you and I played Call of Duty. You're damn right we did. Uh, with a couple of our buddies, which was really, really fun. It was hilarious. And one of the funniest just like gaming nights I've had in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we'll get into that at some point. But I've also been playing... I know I always say I've been playing 2K, but I have actually been working towards something in 2K that I think is interesting. So it's... So in 2K, there are a couple of modes. There's like the my career mode where you make a guy and, you know, he's a shooting guard and then you go play through the NBA, whatever. There's also my team, mm-hmm. which is like the trading card style mode. A lot of sports games. I think I've talked about this a couple times on the pod, but pioneered by the likes of like MLB the show. Right? Yeah. And then like Madden Ultimate Team. FIFA has one. They all have this kind of thing, which is basically you start out with a very bare bones team. The more you more modes you play, the more games you play, the more games you win. You get cards that'll help you upgrade your team. So like, you can get a card of Devin Booker, but you also could get a card of like Bob McAdoo. Like, the the age ranges yeah. are really cool. So you can play with basically like this all time conglomerate team. Um, what I've been working toward is there is a something called the cover challenge. Mm-hmm. So Luca is the Luca Doncic is the uh, cover athlete this year for two K. And in order to unlock, like, the cover version of Luca's card, which is super strong, uh, you have to do 15 different challenges. So one of them is, like, you know, play so many games of this mode, play so many games of this mode, play so many games of this mode. The hardest one, which I just did last night, finally finished, is complete all of the spotlight challenges. Mm-hmm. So 2K has, it has one cover athlete in Luca, but it actually has three. It does that thing where, like, the collector's edition it's has... Like alternate covers. Yeah, has Dirk as the cover, and then another edition has... Uh, Kareem is the cover. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So you go through, and then also KD's involved for some reason. You go through, like, you play uh, against Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's best teammates, and then you play against his best team, and then you play against uh, the team where he scored the most points in his career, mm-hmm. and then you play, like, it's that kind of thing. And then once you complete all five of Kareem's, you do all five of KD's, then you do all five of Dirk's, then you all do all five of Luka. And then the last thing is you play a game of three on three with your three best players and then Luca, Kareem, and Dirk on the other team. It is very fun. It's a really, or maybe it's Luca, Durant, and Dirk. Uh, super fun mode. It, they're really hard because not only do you have to beat these teams, there are also subset challenges you have to hit. Mm. So, like, 
uh, you know, one of them is like record a triple double with one player while you beat them. And that's hard in a game where like the quarters are five minutes long. You probably get 10 possession each quarter. So you really have to maximize one particular player. Um, So I finally finished those last night. So now all I have to do is uh, play a certain amount of online mode games of a different online mode games and then complete the set of a 2022 team. Yeah. So I, I, that's all I have left, and I will have cover Luca. Gotcha. So that's been my my main goal. I've also played a little bit of Civ again. Civ Six is just one of those games that I come back to every now and then. Yeah. But uh, outside of that, and then like Hitman, doing more challenges there. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's all I've played. Yeah, because for me, it's just been all Call of Duty all the time. Yeah, uh, hitting it a few days uh, after work, and then yes, we had our uh, probably about a three ish three ish hour yeah uh, something binge like the other night of us and the and the boys, mm-hmm. uh, and it was just so funny because. I will admittedly say I had not been performing up to my Call of Duty standards uh, in the last few weeks, and I'm like starting to think I'm like, am I getting old? Mm. Am I losing it? Like, what's going on? Am I fading out? Uh, and then part of that, you know, was you know alleviated the other night, and I'm not like I gave this theory to you. Mm-hmm. One of our friends was literally a level one. Yeah, when we had, jumped in with matchmaking. Um, so my theory when that happens is always that they'll matchmake us against lower level people to sort of you know level the playing field. Sure. If that's the case, when that happened, and you know Tanner bore witness that we were cracked. Oh yeah, and we, I was yeah. more cracked than I'd been this yeah, whole you, were, you know few, first month or so of Call of Duty. You were rolling. Yeah, there uh, was one game. I think we talked about this the other day. There was one game where I think our team combined had like eighty five kills, and you had like fifty five, and I had like uh like thirty four or something. something. We we basically had almost accounted for the entire. Uh, the game, or it was kill confirmed. We had eighty five confirms, yeah. and you and I had like ninety kills. That, or something. Oh yeah, that one game. I was just, I was just, I didn't care if I was running right into the line of fire. If I killed somebody, I'm running for their tag. Yeah, yeah. That's I was the way not you have doing to play anything it. like that. Yeah. Um, and I, my KD going into that night was point nine three, so I had been negative mm. uh, thus far, and it went in that course of just a few hours up to like one point oh four. Right. So I was like more than happy to get back on. You know, the positive side. And my philosophy is that I don't really care about going positive or negative on a game-by-game basis. Sure. I just want to pad my KD to where I no longer have to worry too much right. about you it. Right. You know you'll be paused. Yeah. Yeah. So, in the long term. Right. Uh, and that going a long way makes me want to do it again. Yes. We got some free time coming up here in the next few weeks. Hopefully, we'll have several other sessions yeah, it was akin super fun. to that. It was really, really uh, maybe fun. we can get everybody back in one room like the good old days oh, wow. once that, or twice. Yeah, that'd be really uh, we'll fun. We'll see about it. Uh, but on to the news, of which okay. I've really only got two stories. All right. And the first story involves many stories, and we watched this whole debacle the other night. Okay. The first story is simply the Game Awards. Oh. Big winners and announcements. So this is not the big topic? No. Okay. This is not. Gotcha. Good. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, this show was not good. Yeah. We could go on like a long diatribe critiquing the show sure. but you know we'll save that for another day and those of us who or those of you who watched us live yeah uh, the select few who were granted access to this you know now lost stream uh <laughs> it's the vod is still there if you want to yeah. go back and watch it, uh, just... you, you caught our thoughts in real time and right. they were not very positive no it was it was weird because the start was pretty strong uh at least momentum wise like i would say the first hour was very strong yeah there was like there were some really interesting reveals. Uh, Wonder Woman got a trailer, which we didn't well, know was happening. I'm going to go through all of them. Oh, okay, sorry. So, so just in general broad terms then, the pacing was 
pretty good for the first hour and then fell off a cliff the next two. Just nosedive. And the fact the show is three hours, this is something I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah. So, the first step, we're just going to go through the announcements. Okay. And then we'll hit the big award winners. Yeah. Certainly not all the award winners. No. <laughs> um, no. But big announcements. And this is courtesy of Polygon and Nicole Carpenter, okay. who is, I didn't realize, on Twitter, at Sweet Potatoes. <laughs> What, a, what an ad. Congratulations. Yeah, that's sick. Because no, there's no spaces, there's no underscores, it's just at Sweet Potatoes. That's amazing. Fantastic. Good on you, Nicole. So, big announcements, or at least big trailers that we got to witness things for the first time. Yeah. In the order that she has them, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. We got to see a gameplay trailer. Looks cool. Looks fun, looks hectic, looks chaotic, all in good ways. Very much uh, so. Looks very different and way more arcadey than so this is Rocksteady the people mm-hmm. who did the Arkham games uh, looks way more arcadey than Arkham but you can still sell, tell there's a little bit of that like level design like hordes of enemies type thing uh, I'm really curious not only to see how that game plays it looked like they were switching real time between characters but I don't know if or that was, some degree yeah. I don't know if that was for the sake of the trailer if that's what the gameplay is going to be like um, but I'm interested to see how that works how you control all four characters and I'm also just very intrigued by this story because the story seems super cool and super fresh. Uh, and I, I really like the direction it's going. So, well, one thing I hadn't considered because this trailer uh, was focused on the Flash as mm-hmm. sort of the big bad. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen, like, in the first trailer, you know, they tease Superman. Right. We've seen teases of Wonder Woman and they have spoken teases of Green Lantern, I believe. Mm. Um, is Batman going to be in this game? I wondered that too. Is this? We've heard nothing about it. So is this a canonical continuation of the right. Arkham series? Are we like, allowed to spoil the Arkham series? You know, like this is going to be super interesting. Uh, yeah, it's it's a question that is up for debate. Sure. Especially considering that we also have Gotham Knights that is also picking up where Arkham Knight left right. off yeah. to a certain extent. So, but cautiously, I don't even want to say cautiously. I'm pretty optimistic about this game. Yeah, me too. I, mean, I think like, it looks fun. The worst Rocksteady game that I've played was Arkham Knight, and even then, that game was pretty good. It had awesome elements. Right. And so just some bad It'll ones. be worth the play, I think. As long as there's no Batmobile in <laughs> right. Suicide Squad. There's no uh, Harley like, car. Hold on. What if you get to fight the Batmobile? Carly Quinn. <laughs> That's a real person's name, almost assuredly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I forgot Carly was just a person. What if the Batmobile has just been on autopilot like ever since <laughs> oh, Arkham Knight? It's like a, like just patrolling the city. Like a Justice Roomba? Yeah. And then Brainiac just hacks it and it's just roaming the city. That's awesome. We get to fight just the Batmobile. I would be down for that. That would be some good karmic revenge. Yeah. Karmic, uh, huh? Hey. <laughs> uh, next announcement. Star Wars Eclipse. Comes courtesy of Quantic Dream. <laughs> this was the wildest, like, 30-second roller coaster I've been on in trailers for a yeah. while. Because we knew... Okay, for, I think it starts with, like, Lucasfilm logo. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, odds are it's Star Wars. We know, like, Lucasfilm has worked on other stuff. But. I guess it could have been the Indiana Jones game in retrospect. Sure. But. Yeah, but, like, there was definitely, like, a sci-fi element even yeah. to the very beginning of it. So, like, okay, this is Star Wars. And then you, I think you're more akin to noticing this kind of stuff of like eras in Star Wars. Sure. You're like, I'm not sure what time period this is. And it turns out it's the first video game set in the, the High Republic era. So like the there you go. pre-prequels era. Right. When everything was like kind of okay. Yeah. Um. So first video game set there. So that's why everything was like, is this Star Wars? Okay. Yeah, it's definitely Star Wars. And all of the visuals were kind of cool. It was a little over the top. But I mean, for a trailer, that's not the worst thing you can be. 
And then we were just waiting to see who the developer was. Like the whole considering that there's always like four Star Wars games in development. Yeah, the the whole trailer was obviously building up to some reveal. Yeah. And we were like, is it Kotor? But they said it was a new game. Is it uh Jedi Fallen Order 2? Like, what is this gonna be? Like, is the reveal gonna be Cal turning around and oh, it's Jedi Fallen Order 2? No, the reveal was that it's Quantic Dream working on this game. And now I don't know how I feel about any of it. Me neither, because I don't know that I want a typical Quantic Dream style game set in the Star Wars universe. Like, will there be combat? I hope so. That's the thing. I want them to... I don't care about them bringing in the typical, like, branching story elements. Yeah, that's fine. But I want there to be legitimate gameplay. Right. uh, If it's going to be a Star Wars game. And I think it was described as an action-adventure game. Okay. Which implies that there's going to be more to it, I think. Yeah. Like, if you're going to call it that, not calling it just an adventure game. What is Detroit defined as beats the hell out of me okay, I'm gonna look surely it okay i'm gonna guess surely detroit is gonna be just adventure maybe role-playing game i don't know just adventure adventure yeah so. when i hear adventure that implies no like Choices. kinetic combat or anything that's yeah. just you're sort of exploring whatever so yeah and there was like i mean i played all the way through detroit i think it's fine uh, there were some parts of it I really liked, some parts of it I didn't like very much at all. Um, but it was worth a worthwhile experience. I just wonder, because they do do a little... It's not combat necessarily, but it's like QTs, right? Sure. Like, there's a chase scene and you're... Do you go through this door or this door? You know, it's that yeah. kind of thing. And it's the kind um, of thing that if you fail, it doesn't reset. It just progresses the story a different way. Right, yeah. Like, maybe you get caught instead of escaping or whatever. Um, so that in itself, like, would be interesting in a game with Star Wars yeah. combat. But I don't know if I want that to be the only gameplay of a Star Wars game. I agree. Very much so. Next game, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Courtesy of Monolith, the folks behind the Shadow of Mordor series. Right. Which also saw they are bringing the Nemesis system Mm. into this game. That's cool. Don't know how that's going to (laughs) work. Sounds cool, though. Uh, Yeah, that instantly makes me curious of who we're fighting. Yeah. Um, Whether it's going to be like a... A group of villains, or like one villain with minions. Yeah, like a maybe horde like Ares and his like army, something right. like that. Yeah, uh, I'm interested. I think this is cool. I'm all for more uh, properties making their way to video games. And Wonder Woman is this the first ever standalone Wonder Woman game? Yeah, to my knowledge. I mean, I would not be shocked if there was some PS2 like Wonder side, Woman or game. even like a side-scrolling beat 'em up from back in the oh, day. Oh, like an but, NES game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but as far as like in the modern era, we've not had a Wonder Woman no. game. So. I'm curious what what shape this takes. I know a lot of people really like the Mordor games or the Shadow of games, I should say. Um, so yeah, I'm optimistic. Yeah, I well, mean, if it's this general style of those games mm-hmm. with a Wonder Woman paint job, sign me up. Yeah, those games are really fun. really good. I still need to play them. I still need to finish Shadow of War, and mm. our good friend Skinny hounds me about this like once a month. <laughs> yeah, he really loves that game. He does. Uh, next up, Alan Wake Two. Set to come out in 2023. Again, this was indicative of the good start this had. It's like, okay. These are big announcements. Yeah, like, you know, I have no ties to the Alan Wake series, but I know a lot of people who do and were really pumped for this. And the fact that it wasn't the remake was surprising. It was like, oh, wait, oh, no, wait, this is I like that red herring nature of it. Yeah, me too. Um, So good for them. You said, I think, what is the most interesting point of this game existence for us, which is how does this tie into Control? Exactly. uh, A game you and I both like. So we'll we'll see 
if I play it, if it looks cool, I, I don't know that I would go back and play the first one, no. but maybe I'd just start here. Who knows? Uh, my understanding is that the first one is a little more adventure-ish. Okay. Like, it's not as gameplay-driven, but right. I did see, like, a description of this game implying that it was more of a classic survival horror game. Mm. Um, which you know, which I think the guy from Remedy said that to Jeff Keighley. Wasn't right? he? Was he the one that was very French? Possibly, yeah. There was somebody that night that was like super. Oh well, there, the Deathloop guys were super French too. Yeah, he was very French. Um, there were some violently French people. There. <laughs> yeah, there was some. Yeah, and some good for them. Heavy, interesting accents, yeah. which are always fun. Let's see. Uh, we got to see a little more of Forspoken, right? Which the Gary Whitta game game that I still can't render any sort of verdict about no clue what it is yeah did i just completely miss the fact that there was the texas chainsaw massacre game as created by you know your friends at gun wait what Did i just blow by this wait what i didn't see this at all a game based on true events by gun the texas chainsaw are they massacre developing it? Or are they publishing it oh it was from the pre-show oh cool I have to uh, I have to reach out to West then. Yeah, because we just we hopped in like five minutes before the show. Uh, yeah, we were proper just, started. We had just gotten back from eating. Uh, well, that's interesting. That's actually that should have been on the main show. Yeah, that's really. More interesting than some of the announcements. If they put that in like the third hour, that would have made the whole pacing of the show a little better. Yeah. So, uh, just for the record, if it ever comes up that we talk about this game, and I'll say it anytime, uh, I do not currently work for Gun, but I am friends with a couple of the people over there. Uh, I helped work on the marketing for Friday the Thirteenth, the game, uh, but. As it, it's all just a basically like a friendship connection now. I don't I don't do any work yeah. for them, but they're good folks. I I like them a lot. Yeah, and I love the their games conceptually. Like I love the mm. sort of multiplayer. You know, I guess it's like Dead by Daylight that sort same kind of vibe. Uh, which I still kind of want to play Dead by Daylight. The asynchronous multiplayer. Yeah, that seems really cool. And this obviously F thirteen was fun. It was a fun. If game. This game is like a little more like refined version of mm-hmm. Friday the Thirteenth. I could get into it. Yeah, if seven of my other friends do too. <laughs> right. Uh, we got to see a really wild trailer slash gameplay sting for Sinuous Saga Hellblade 2. Yes. Um, this was maybe the best looking trailer we saw on yeah, that. Yeah, it looked nuts. Yeah, it looked very cinematic is the word that you're going to hear describing it a lot, and that's fair. Yeah. Uh, the camera, you and I both noticed the camera's position was very interesting for a game. Very. Uh, where it almost looked like, it kind of did the God of War thing where... It's almost hard to tell where a cutscene ends and where the gameplay begins, which is always a fun thing for me. Yeah. Uh, I know people love the first one. It's one of those games on Game Pass I'm going to get to eventually. But, uh, yeah, stoked for the way this looks, and hopefully they don't pull a Watch Dogs and it actually looks like this. Very true, very true. I have almost no thoughts mm, okay. other than the trailer looked kind of cool. And mm. there was a giant baby-looking man. I was just about to say, the baby with entrails leaking exactly. out of it. That's all you need to hear. <laughs> Uh, we got to see a brief trailer for Halo, the TV show. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Cool. We got another trailer for Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a, bad. Like, yeah. I was really annoyed at that. So the way they they didn't just go like, you know, here's another trailer, Game Awards exclusive, whatever. They Keeley was on stage and then this little what I'm assuming is either a child or a little person in a pot costume walks out. I don't think it was like a robot. It seemed I like, actually think it was like animatronic. Oh, was it a robot? I really? Saw, I think I saw a picture of like four dudes like carrying it away like after the fact. Oh, interesting. Okay. I wasn't paying that much attention. Yeah. Uh, I just assumed it was a suit. So, well, anyway, this little like pot with hands and legs walks out and hands Keely a note. And so you're like, oh, you know, FromSoft is going to say something cool here. And it's just like, 
here's another trailer for Elden Ring. Yeah. And that, this game comes out in like, what, two months? Uh, two months-ish, yeah. And people have already played it. Like, it feels too late to have a trailer like this. It was weird. Yeah, I. it was its placement on the show that made it bad because mm. we were nearing the one more thing part of yeah, the show. Yeah, it was like the last third. It was the last proper game trailer. Was uh, it really? Well, because the, the last thing was the Matrix thing, which we'll right. talk about. Yeah. But it was the last, yeah, as far as I remember, full-on game trailer. Mm. And then, yeah, out comes this pot, which is in the 15-minute uh, Elden Ring demo that came out a few weeks ago. Yeah. So I knew what this was. Right. I figured that's what it was. you see it and you hope you're like, okay, this is probably Elden Ring, but from <laughs> could be doing some trickery here. Yeah. And Keeley, you know, we assumed was, you know, all about his showmanship and was right. maybe trying to pull a fast one on us. But yeah. Ended up being just another cinematic, which, especially the fact that it was a purely cinematic trailer after we have received 15 minutes of literal gameplay. And people streaming the first, like, hour. I didn't need any more marketing materials for this game at all. Right. Uh, And then we get this, so. I'm no less excited for the game, it just sort of deflated me in the context of this show. Sure. Uh, Sonic Frontiers, (laughs) though. Sonic Breath of the Wild, baby. Gets you a little excited. Uh, I... It's funny to me, like just how how much these Nintendo and Sega trailers are just aping the shit out of Breath of the Wild. Oh and, yeah, and the camera shot that comes from behind yep. and pans up Sweeps to a big through. vista. Like, yeah. there was one of those in this trailer, and I'm just like, you know what? Fine, because it's almost like that camera shot is just now indicative of telling you here's the way this game is going right. to operate. Yes, this game is like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's interesting. You know. I like Sonic. <laughs> yeah, you like Sonic more than I do, but as far as a, a new Sonic game that could appeal to me, aping mechanics of Breath of the Wild is a pretty good start. Yeah. And now everybody's favorite trailer Uh-oh. was for the undeniable best name in video game history, Slitterhead. <laughs> yeah, this was uh, this was a running joke throughout the night. I'm sure it wasn't alone in just our stream, but uh, yeah, Slitterhead. I don't even remember. It was like a horror. It was, it was a Silent a, Hill thing, right? Yeah, it was. And it wasn't. It was the creator of Silent right, Hill. Yes. Uh, making like a dif- different game. New IP. Ghost uh, should be mentioned. Slitterhead. Same initials as, as Silent Hill. SH. Sure. You know, this is a compound word. <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't matter. But yeah, it was like a. I don't even know how to describe it. It was like weird people. Or weird monsters presenting themselves as humans. Yeah, like a mimic expanding type Expanding into like big like spider skeleton monster it things. It looks horror action-ish if it's I defi- had to say. Yeah, that's true. It looked a little more fast-paced than a typical horror game. Yeah. Um, and thematically, it's not as like dark and grim. It's sort of like... Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that sort of neon, uh, big urban cyberpunk-y yeah, sort modern, of cityscape. Modern Japan yeah. meets horror, yeah. So... Definitely, yeah, Ghostwire is probably my most direct comparison, but it just sure. pushed the horror aspect even further. Yeah. I'm probably not going to play it. No, I... Especially because it's called Slitterhead. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like such a slur. It does. And I kind of love it for that, but... <laughs> because it's not an actual slur, it's just a, it's a word you can say that sounds... It feels wrong. <laughs> you fucking Slitterhead. Like, what? Uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum whatever yeah this game looks weird so we've known about this game for a little while now yeah i forget who's developing it but uh the the golem it's datalic entertainment i've heard of them for something they've they developed something else but uh the the main problem i have with this game a golem standalone game already pretty big jump but b 
Gollum looks too cute. It's like, I know that's a weird, because Gollum looks freaky, but he's like endearing looking instead mm. of just straight up weird. Yeah. And I feel like if you're going to do a Gollum game, you have to just embrace the Gollum from the movies. Sure. Um, so I don't like that, and that completely took me out of it. Also, I don't know what the gameplay of this game is going to be like. It reminds me of that game, uh, Sticks. Mm, yeah. You know? Where there's that little Lord, goblin Sticks, looking. Lord of Darkness, I think was the shadows, subtitle. Like yeah. Something weird like that. There's some subtitle. But it's just this little goblin dude sort of doing things from stealth and like climbing above people and like you never like did straight up combat right. it's all like setting traps and being yeah. stealthy that if it's I had to predict thief. yes it's very much going to be a game in that vein if I had to guess I'm going to look up who Dalek is go right ahead because the next one Tiny Tina's Wonderlands which we thirsted over Ashley Birch <laughs> for a few seconds and then yeah. we got over we, ourselves we did she looked very good she did because uh, you know we've talked to both about our different sort of aversions towards the Borderlands series. Yours is motion physical. Sickness, yeah. Mine is emotional. You get motion <laughs> sick. I get bored. Yeah. Like, you know, it's that sort of thing. Uh, see, we got the Among Us VR, which was very strange. <laughs> that looked terrifying. It did. Okay, so Datalink has done a lot of smaller stuff. Uh, they did Felix the Reaper, which is a game I've, I've heard of. Uh, they did a, a game that was popular on Twitch for a hot second called Witch It. It uh, also sounds like a slur. It does. You, you witch it. Uh, there was another. Oh, Shadow Tactics. They do those games. Okay. So they've done a lot of smaller stuff, looks like. Gotcha. But this is maybe their biggest game. We also had Telltale's Star Trek Resurgence, which. Oh, right. I am. This is a bad idea. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and I sort of voiced this on the show. Mm-hmm. Star Trek is too, like, serious sci fi, and that does not appeal to telltale strengths for me right well at least the jj abrams movies are very serious or can be very serious no oh, well no i'm thinking more like the original oh, series the show okay yeah like when it was like space politics right Whereas okay yeah, i yeah, love yeah. the modern movies in fact i just showed my girlfriend the opening scene of star trek one okay. yesterday wow because i wanted to convince her that her like predilections about star wars or star trek were incorrect because mm. i feel like most people think of star trek as the nerdier cousin of Star Wars, which sure. is not fair. untrue. Yeah, that's fair. Because that really is the vibe of like the old show and right. next generation is it's like it's a lot of just talking. Yeah. And sort of debating like the morality of some of the things that people are doing. And there's not a lot of action. But I love the modern movies because it's that plus action and like vibrant characters. Sure. I love those movies. Yeah. Star into, Trek into and Star Trek Into Darkness better than every Star Wars movie and I'm throwing it out there. Star Trek 1 is better than every yep. Star Wars movie? Oh, okay. I disagree with that. Into Darkness yep. is great. Um, For my taste. <laughs> that, is, that is a hot take. I know. Uh, I Yeah, I, I mean, I love Into Darkness. I would still say there are a couple Star Wars I'd put ahead of it. I don't completely disagree with you because I think Star Wars as movies are a little overrated. Yep. Um, but, like, the cool thing about Star Wars is the world and the, you know, all of the stuff going on, the actual films themselves can be hit or miss. Yeah. Um, and I implore everyone to go back and watch a new hope as an adult and realize, holy shit, that movie is so slow. The acting is bad. Everything you think like, happens in new hope is about 15 minutes of about two and a half hour movie. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, but, but like empire is still great. And then we both love rogue one. Uh, yeah, this, this is weird. Telltale. I thought they died. I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of shit. They like lost their financing and then someone else bought them. I don't understand exactly what happened there, but, um, for them to come back with this, it just feels like, like you said, it feels like the wrong franchise. And I even know 
I know some Star Trek episodes, and I guess as the series went on, it got progressively sillier. Like once you had like uh, the Next Generation type stuff. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people compare Star Trek episodes to like Twilight Zone sometimes, where it would basically yeah. just be like, this is the main cast, but here's something completely different. Yep. Almost like a Monster of the Week type thing, but ret large, and it's almost like Concept of the Week, which is cool. That's an interesting thing. Um, but I don't know. I I can my trust for Telltale completely went off. The cliff yeah, it evaporated uh especially with telltale batman, batman. that game was bad like yep. tell, the first I, i've not played the second season the first season was legitimately a bad game the story was weird the the villain reveal was one of the funniest things unintentionally i've ever seen because it was bizarre like it just seems like their glory days caught up to them very quickly um and yeah i don't i don't have much yeah. hope for this game. for a studio with you know they were making games that at the time the engine was capable enough and they were telling damn good stories with both Walking Dead seasons, yeah. with Tales of the Borderlands, with uh, Wolf, Among, Wolf Us. Among Us, and then it just fell off a cliff. New generation of consoles came around and everybody just sort of like, I think culturally we just sort of got over their games. Yeah, it was exactly. It was it was a fun phenomenon while it lasted and the stories were cool and it was cool to see them bring franchises to games that hadn't been there before like Fables yeah. or... Um, even like with the Game of Thrones game was decently well received, I think. Uh, but like you said, their format doesn't really work, and their new engine, their engine just has shown itself to be bad. I think with Walking Dead season one, even then the engine wasn't great, but it was on PS3 and Xbox 360 to where half the time we couldn't tell if it was the console or the yeah. game, and it was like this story is so good we can overlook all these glitches, and now the glitches have caught up, and the story is not that great anymore either. So yeah. Um, I'm going to skip around here because some of the remaining announcements were either smaller or from the pre-show that we didn't catch. But I'm glad we caught the gun one because that yeah, actually is cool. interesting. Yeah, I'll have to look But I definitely want to skip to the Matrix Resurrections and Awakens that ended the show. Yes. Because I wish it hadn't. Yes. Uh, even though, and I've heard good things about Me the too. Matrix Awakens Me too. experience. Uh, people saying it's one of the most next-gen things that you know, they've yeah, touched I've, so I've far. Seen, I've seen similar. We even had uh, a buddy Lycan who was playing it as we were wrapping up yeah. and was like, holy shit, you all need to play this. Yeah, which so, intrigues me. Yeah, I'm going to stream it at some point, I'm sure. But <laughs> I'm going to circle back to this Okay. L much later in the show. Okay. But I'm just, I was really annoyed that this was the last thing shown. Yeah. Because it's not a game. Right, it's an experience. And even The Matrix Resurrections as a movie, I'm like, I feel like this would the Matrix Awakens wouldn't have ended the show if they did not also have the sneak preview of the movie sure. and a video from Keanu and Carrie Ann Moss as though that was the most important thing shown all night. Which this is maybe just a thing Game Awards does now because if you remember, Vin Diesel ended the show last year with the whatever that Fast and the Furious experience thing was. Do you remember this? Was that two years ago? Was that, two, was that that long ago? I think so. What in the that was a full game. And the game was ass from what I heard. <laughs> right. What was the end of the show last year then? Honestly, I can't recall. They might have just ended it on. Because it was it was virtual last year. Oh, but, but right. Vin Diesel was in the Ark 2 yes, trailer. Yes, he was. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. got a lot of Vin Diesel recently Sorry, at yeah, the Game Awards. The last time there was a an in-person yeah. show. was So, yeah, I don't know if we're going to... Do we have a set block where we're going to talk about just the show writ large? or should I just uh, Not in this current one, so go ahead and give okay. me your thoughts. So I was just going to say... The Game Awards needs to decide what it is. Um, yeah. I think this is the biggest problem it has. It doesn't know whether it wants to be like Winter E3 with a smattering of Game Awards or if it wants to be some sort of like 
Hollywood version of video games with all these like celebrity crossovers. Um, and I think they're thinking, and we're just going to pin it on Jeff Keighley because he's the the creator. Yeah. I think I think Keighley's thinking is that he wants to legitimize video games, and that's why he brings in your Keanu's, your Carrie Ann Moss's, your Vin Diesel's, your Imagine Dragons, whatever. He wants to. He is. He clearly wants to put the Game Awards on the same level as the Oscars and the Grammys and all those things. Which, fine, whatever. I would argue for video games, it kind of already is. Like you don't need yeah, to do that is. anymore. I mean, it um, sense. But at the same time, you're alienating your core gaming audience by doing this crossover stuff all the time. Yeah, it's different. Keanu, I think, gets a pass because he's been in so many games now and like obviously loves yeah, the he's industry to the audience. Um, but you know, bringing in. No one is there to watch the Game Awards for the Imagine Dragons and JID performance. Yeah. They're just not. Like, it's that's the kind of stuff that, and you know, it was a song from Arcane. Maybe Epic or whoever owns League, maybe Riot, sorry, that's who it is. Maybe Riot was like, hey, we'll pay you if you have this musical performance, whatever. Maybe that's what it is. And maybe it's just a giant corporate advertisement, and I'm sure that's part of it. But at the same time, you're going to lose your audience if it's just a three-hour commercial. Yeah. You need substance. You need big announcements. And I know not every year you can have big announcements. I get that. But just the announcements they choose, the length they go, that is the other biggest problem where this show should at least just be two hours. Mm -hmm. Three hours is far too long. There's always, like, we we watched this show enough that you and I were like, okay, whenever the show hits its lull, because we know it will, we're just going to start talking about whatever because this always happens make it two hours condense it down and be more selective about what's on your stage i yep. think that's what they need to do and i'm you know i'll circle back to it a little bit at the end because my recommendation has to do with this so mm. we we'll might have another blurb about it at the end so okay. i'll say even save my thoughts for that moment okay but wrap up a few of the extra things Rumbleverse, weird looking <laughs> Fortnite combat battle royale yeah, thing in a city. city wrestling cool enough Apparently, The Expanse is also getting a Telltale series. What? They apparently are overextending themselves. You know, yet again, as luck. they always do. Uh, and I think, we've yeah, we've reached a lot of the pre-show trailers. Mm. Uh, let's see. Uh, there was the Cuphead DLC, which you were into. Yeah, it looks cool. I wish so it was just a new game. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the movie trailer. <laughs> right. Uh, that little Shout out to whatever on. the hell Jim Carrey was doing. Yeah. Talking in a... Scottish accent. <laughs> what did he say? Like, don't... Don't grab the grave? I don't it, know. It was something about a grater. Don't grate the grater or grate something the like that. Something like that. And he just kept saying it. Yeah, and like, it was supposed to be funny, I guess? I don't know. At least, uh, what's his face? The guy was... Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. He tried. He did. I commend him for trying. I'd say most people on the stage last that night tried. Yeah, uh, I would say And so. only a hit or miss succeeded. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty much it for all that stuff. All right. So... Yeah, a lot of they they swung a lot and hit. A <laughs> Did few. they though? It was it was a lot of bunts. If we're continuing that, that comparison, they like, swung a lot early. Yeah, yeah, they were they were trying to get on the board and then just tried to get their uh, batting average up at the end because like I, a lot of the trailers I don't even remember. Like I don't remember out what outside of what we talked about now. Yeah, I don't know that I can name Back for Blood. I think had or no, not Back for Blood. Uh, GTFO. Had, yeah, had a featured segment and I only remember that because I felt bad for the guy because he was nervous very clearly oh, he was very nervous and I always feel really bad for anybody who gets nervous in that situation um, I felt good that his game looked pretty good though yeah I also it's funny that you know you and I both went into this probably the least the least we've cared about the games who were nominated 
outside yes. of outside of Returnal, which Very was true. which was a big part of it. I think that might have just been the year as a whole. Um, not saying it's been the weakest year for games. No, it's ever, been solid, but it's not been like a standout year like last year was, or you know, few years before. Um, so that's one of the things too. The awards also have taken the biggest back seat. I think maybe that they've ever taken. Finish this thought. Uh, just in the award show history, like it didn't feel like many awards got awarded at all, and people got cut off on their speeches early. And yeah, speaking of the awards, no, oh, hey, here's a few of the winners. Okay, the main ones that we care about. Sure, game of the year in the uh, arguably the upset of the night. Oh it yeah, takes two took the game of the year of award, which my theory at the time was. They're going to give it to the couch co-op game because in the year of COVID, this is just one of those games that was designed to bring people together. Right. You know, it was a little bit of a sentimental pick. And obviously it's Joseph Ferris, who is a Game Awards like side character at this point. If anyone has been elevated by this show. Very much. Not named Jeff Keighley or Hideo Kojima. It's it's him. Uh, Yeah, this was a a shocker. Uh, I've not played It Takes Two. I've not played a lot of the games. We talked about this last week uh, that were nominated for Game of the Year. But. Critically, other games did better than It Takes Two did. Uh, I think you're right on the sentimental pick. I also think, I don't know exactly how many people vote in this, but I imagine this game has pretty good universal appeal. I know they bring in other people from other countries as well. Um, this kind of thing seems like it would translate better maybe than like a a death loop could or you know something like that. The sort of everyone can play it side of it, right? Where like, Families could play it together or, you know, couples could play it together. It has a universal quality to it that yeah. some other games may not. Um, but, yeah, we've never seen... I don't think we've ever seen a game that you could arguably say is a family game win game of the year. Sure. Um, I mean, Overwatch, I guess. I don't know if that's really a family no, game. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was a surprising pick. Good for them. I, I don't really have a vested interest, so... Yeah, I've seen a lot... The critics that I follow, mm-hmm. uh, and probably the ones that we mutually follow have expressed a lot of good things about It Takes Two. So I'm not surprised that it had a lot of support. I'm sure. just surprised that it actually won. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, best game direction was taken by Deathloop. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Surprising. I wonder how many times a game has won direction and not game of the year. Yeah. Because I think Last of Us 2, which was game of the year last year, won both. Yeah. Because uh, Druckmann presented director of the year mm-hmm. this year. I want to say God of War won both. I'm not sure. I want to say Red Dead 2. Wait, no. Was Red Dead 2 and God of War the same year? Yeah. No? No. Red, Red Dead, Dead was 2 a year later. was 2018, right? God of no, War was, God of War was 2018. Red Dead 2 was 2019? I think. Anyway. I Time doesn't exist. Yeah, for real. Um, so, yeah. That's, that's an interesting takeaway, but cool. Uh, best narrative, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Makes me excited to continue playing it. It was a good start. Just haven't had a ton of time. We'll be playing it more in the coming weeks. Uh, on Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, my buddy Chubbigans, David, who makes the Cooks Are Delicious series, he said that that might be his game of the generation. Wow. He loved it and was like, I never play games twice and I might play it again. I don't think the gameplay is enthralling enough for me to even predict it going even close to that far. Yeah. But I'm excited to see where the story goes. Yeah. Uh, best art direction, also Death Loop. Makes sense. The trailers were like gorgeous. Best the score slash music, near replicant version one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine. You love saying the whole time. I do. Uh, 
yeah, we were a little bummed that uh, what was the game that was nominated that we wanted to win? I mean, for me, it was Guardians. Uh, mm. Returnal was not nominated for oh, this Oh, Artful Escape was the... You were into Artful Escape. Just because, like, yeah, I let an indie win it. Um, but Near Music is really good. I've, I've here's one. It. Here's the one. Best audio design. We were bummed that Returnal didn't win it, and Forza yeah. Horizon 5 did. Yeah. Uh, because the audio design in Returnal is amazing. It's so good. Uh, best performance went to Maggie Robertson uh, as Lady Dimitrescu in Resident Evil Village. Which, well-deserved. Fun pick. Yeah, good for her. And as you said, a very striking-looking person. Exactly. I, I, yeah, I, I know I had seen like an interview video of her before, but seeing her standing up and having mm-hmm. like a very striking face and being so tall, like yeah. just, you were designed to play something in someone in something. Yeah. Uh, games for Impact: Life is Strange, True Colors. Okay. Best ongoing game: Final Fantasy XIV, which you predicted mm-hmm. on our last podcast. Nailed that one. I also nailed the fighting game one. Best indie game, which it was funny to me as we went through this, that you're like, not an indie game, not an indie <laughs> so, game, yeah, I, not an indie game. I had a little uh, inside help on that one that four of the indie games were published. Okay, so. Uh, well, the nominees were 12 Minutes. Which was published by Annapurna, which you could argue is not indie and also funded by Microsoft. Death's Door. Published by Devolver at this point. Are they indie anymore? Inscription. Published by Devolver. Loop Hero. Published by Devolver. And then the winner, Kenna Bridge of Spirits. Which was given money by Sony. It was basically a second party Sony <laughs> yeah, game. So it's like, are any of these games indie? I think it's I think we're at the point though. Devolver publishes enough games they are no longer indie. Yeah. They're I, basically just the I don't even know what they're to just call a them. smaller publisher. Yeah, the underground triple A. Yeah, exactly. They're double A. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then Annapurna. Kenna also won best debut indie game because those awards that should probably just be one award. Yeah, I don't I don't know why that's a separate. Best mobile game, Genshin Impact. Okay. Uh, best AR or VR game, Resident Evil 4. We were rooting for Hitman. Yeah, poor Hitman. Hitman got robbed. It did. It didn't get nominated for much. That's the thing. It should have been nominated for way more things. Yes. At least best, like, shooter or action game or whatever category yeah. it would fall under. And we were actually taken aback by this a little bit. Innovation in accessibility won by Forza Horizon 5 for having a sign language language interpreter available on screen yeah, during the game. that's awesome. That is really cool. We, maybe one of the most exciting announcements we found was the fact that this game had a sign language interpreter. We're like, holy shit, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, another thing that you and I touted as one of the best reveals of the night was that that one chick was 58 years old oh the chick from uh book of boba fett and uh mandalorian yeah whose name escapes me but then i pointed out that she was born two days before jfk's assassination and she's gorgeous further evidence that time doesn't exist yes (laughs) yeah she looked i looked at her and i was like you could be 33 yeah like you could be 25 years younger than you are uh ming na win is her name she's yeah, she Google her, you will not believe she, she does is not 58 look 58 years old. Yeah, she looks incredible. And a great voice. I want her to voice act yeah. somebody. Uh, best action game. Here's where Returnal got the nod. Yay. So glad it got something. We love Returnal. Yeah, we do. Still our personal game of the years. Yep. Yep. Nothing's dethroned it. Best action adventure, Metroid Dread. Yeah, good for them. Good for them. Was rooting for Guardians here. Uh, but, you know, good for Metroid Dread. I'm also... I've just, you know, I'm sort of enjoying just the resurgence of Metroidvania Same as a genre. Yeah. Uh, so glad to see that. Best RPG, Tales of Arise. Cool. Yeah. Best fighting game, Guilty Gear Strive, which you predicted. I have a few very diehard Guilty Gear fans. Best family game, also It Takes Two. Yep. Best sports slash racing game, Forza Horizon 5. 
understandable. Yeah, people love that one. Best Sim, Age of Empires 4. Could be any Sim that's ever come out. That could have come out 25 years ago, and I would have believed you. Yep. Best multiplayer game, also It Takes Two. So they kind of wrapped yeah, up. Yeah, they had, they had a good night. Content creator, Dream. Not, not was rooting our, for Simp, even though he wasn't nominated. No, not our boy, the Grefka. The Grefka. Yeah, we were rooting for him as well. Uh, best esports athlete, Alexander Simple Kostelyev. <laughs> oh, that's Simp, isn't it? Or is that Simple? This is where Simp was nominated. Gotcha. Chris Simp Lear. Yeah, shout out to Simp. Not even going to read the esports ones. Who cares? Yeah, we're good. Uh, and then most anticipated game, Elden Ring. Which kind of surprised me. It is a little surprise. It's mostly just a game awards meme at this point. Yeah. For it to be like any FromSoft game to be the big it, announcement. FromSoft or Kojima, if any because of those games are there. As much as I'm looking forward to Elden Ring, I'm looking forward to God of War Ragnarok more. Yes, <laughs> like, same here. Uh, and then the other nominees, I'm excited for all of them. Yeah. With the maybe exception, well, we talked about Horizon and sort of how we're continually sort of like, well, yeah, like, yeah that's a that's know. a great way to yeah. You and I are both, we're both gonna play it. Yeah, but and both, it's gonna be good. But we're both a little hesitant. Yeah, I think I just don't know. I don't see them being able to do anything with that game that just blows my hair back. Mm, you know. Yeah. And then Starfield was also nominated, which. When is that game coming out? Uh, 11, 11, 22. Really? Yeah. Damn. So it's next year because it's the 11th anniversary-ish of, of Skyrim. Skyrim. Right. So cool, but still don't know what it is. Yeah. So that was all of the Game Awards stuff. All right. And then our second and only other story. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sony is reportedly working on a Game Pass competitor right. codenamed Spartacus. I love that people are saying that this is going to be called Spartacus. I'm like, it's not. It is not going to be called PlayStation Spartacus. <laughs> I will bet my entire life that yeah. it's not called Spartacus. They always have these code names. Uh, cool. Cool. Yeah. We've 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 wanted this forever. Um, curious what they'll call it. Curious what they'll brand it. Curious how. I'm assuming if you're a PlayStation Now sub, it will just roll over. I'm just assuming they're just going to integrate the two services. Mm. Uh, that PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now are going to become the new whatever this ends up being called. Right. I just wonder if you have a subscription to one of those, what happens to it. But sure. That's, that's fair. The nitty gritty. Um, yeah. I hope. What do you want this to look like? I guess is my question for you. I want. I mean, in order for it to be a proper competitor to Game Pass. S- at least some first-party games are going to need to come to the subscription service day one. Day one, one yeah. Like, you can't do that without doing this. Like, yeah. That those two things are not. It does. It is not a competitor to Game Pass if you don't do that. Right. Um, Agreed. And then my only other concern is just it needs to be priced at a reasonable point because I think right now PlayStation Plus and PS Now are still a good deal mm-hmm. for like paying for them for like a whole year subscription. Yeah. But you bundle them, reduce the price a little bit because that also, I mean, Game Pass is just unreal in terms of value. Yeah. You need to price it at like 10 to $15 a month. Yep. And yeah, give us proper AAA games periodically. Put the entire PS Now library on there. Put the entire uh, PS Plus collection yep. that they've been slowly building since the release of PS5 on there. Uh, and yeah, that's not much else you can do at this point. Uh, right. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the big thing they have to, they have to put their exclusives there. Yeah, they have to go, and you know who knows when this comes out if they're working on it right now. But if they say, "Hey, God of War Ragnarok is day one on PlayStation Universe or whatever they call it," like 
that is massive and that's going to get a ton of people to sign up um obviously game pass is a huge value to both of us just from the outside looking in i mean i have it right now for pc but uh also it clearly works because xbox has been making a shit ton of money off of it it was one of those things where it's like nah people won't subscribe long enough they'll just subscribe for the one month and then play through it or whatever nah this thing is making money so i'm i hope playstation pursues it because i think for the consumer it is the best deal in video games yep. so if we get more of those great deals cool with it uh so yeah i'm i'm, I'm super hopeful sony's smart hopefully they'll figure out the one thing that kind of xbox has over them right now mm-hmm. so what could it be called my only theory right now is that Okay, so if it's going to be a Game Pass competitor, they're not going to call it PlayStation Game Pass. Sure. But, like, something else that sort of implies that, like, this is your, you know, pathway to all of these games. Mm-hmm. I could see them calling it something like Play Ticket. Like, mm. here is your Play Ticket, and you get all sure. these games with your admission. You know? Yeah. I don't know. There's a... Yeah, they're not going to call it something weird. They're not no. going to call it something like, even if it's, it's not Spartacus, it's not, it's not PlayStation gonna be, Spartacus. Yeah. yeah, it's PlayStation Icarus. So, that is all for the news. Okay. And our big topic today, it's a fun one. Okay. I have curated, and by me I mean the two people who wrote these two articles. <laughs> okay. Uh, video game food and drinks for your next holiday party. You got a bottle opener? I sure do. Thank you. So, I've got two articles here. And one is for drinks, one is for food. Okay. Uh, and they are drinks and food inspired by video games. And obviously, it is the holiday season. Uh, people are going to have uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year's parties coming up of all varieties. Sure. So, if you are so inclined to have food or drink inspired by video games, well, <laughs> I got the list for you right Okay. Here. So, we're just going to like, I've got the ingredients for all these stuff. So, we're just going to kind of review and see if these things sound good. All right. Uh, and we're going to lead off with the drinks. Yeah. As would be in theme with this podcast. Sure. So, this is from Fandoms, as written by someone simply named Joshua. (laughs) Okay. The 10 best alcoholic cocktails named after video game characters, which is not even entirely true, (laughs) because the first uh, cocktail is the Rainbow Road. Okay. So, obviously, from Super Mario Kart, and the ingredients of which this cocktail is, you'll need two ounces of blue curacao. Okay. Four ounces of orange juice, mm-hmm. three ounces of vodka, a half ounce of gin, a third ounce of grenadine, and another third ounce of rum. And it is a layered cocktail, so mm. it will look, you know, rainbow like a rainbow. Yeah. And as is the case with any layered cocktail, you should not drink it layered. You <laughs> no, should mix please it up. stir it. Yeah. You, look, you look at it, you say, that looks pretty, and then you mix it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and this just sounds like a very classic sort of like fruity yeah drink like a jazzed up sort of not tequila sunrise but it's got a lot of those elements it's, yeah you know like a beach drink and my, sounds decent my take here is that there's no there's not enough room or time at a holiday party for someone to sit there and make a bunch of layered cocktails great point because you have to make them one at a time yeah so for a party situation this one's a no-go <clears throat> the next one the golden chocobo <laughs> okay from final fantasy yeah and this is, sounds really good for a holiday occasion. Mm. You need ginger ale, a half shot of Goldschlager, okay. which is a cinnamon liqueur, which I learned recently. Hmm, I didn't know that. Uh, and another half shot of American honey wild turkey or Ooh. some other honey flavored whiskey. Right. Uh, 
let's see. You just mix the cinnamon liqueur and the American honey and pour it in a clear glass and then add ginger ale. I could get behind that. That sounds pretty good, yeah. And for like ginger and cinnamon is very, you know, wintry. Right, yeah. I you could and, dig this. You and I both love ginger ale. And this one seems like it could be made in like a punch format. Sure, or so, fairly easily drink by drink. Yeah, so a larger serve situation. Yeah, so I like this one. I like this one. The next one from Assassin's Creed, the Shirley Templar. <laughs> That's very good. I enjoyed uh, that. So it's basically just a Shirley Temple. <laughs> you need 1.5 ounces of grenadine, okay. ginger ale, 1.5 ounces of gin, Sprite, and one maraschino cherry. Sounds delicious. So it's just your classic Shirley Temple, but it's called the Shirley Templar. It's great. <laughs> basically. Love it. Could get behind that. The next one sounds infinitely less appetizing. Oh, no. From Minecraft, the dirt block. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. You'll need 1.5 ounces of amaretto. Okay. Three ounces of chocolate milk. I knew that's where it was going, and I'm out. 1.5 ounces of French vanilla Kahlua yeah. and some Oreo cookie crumbles. Oh, that sounds... So I, this is just... It's kind of like a mudslide. Yeah. Um, But... I don't want alcoholic milk ever. Yeah, I know. Like... It's not my thing. I don't know. I like eggnog, but... See, I'm not an eggnog guy. You know, I... It, I never, I don't begrudge anyone for not liking it. Sure, but I really love like rich, like vanilla, creamy stuff. Yeah. So I, I need get to behind have it. good eggnog. I yeah. don't know if I've ever had good. I want to make it. Yeah. I've never made it. The stuff out of the carton is fine, but it also feels like you're drinking like a ten pound dumbbell. <laughs> like, you, that's how heavy it is. Do you remember that time we bought some? We bought oh we bought that Evan Williams yeah we that bought stuff Evan was Williams pre made it was the grossest thing I've ever tried it was so gross. And I would it, rather buy the kind that's like out of a carton and then mix it with yourself, like rum yeah. or bourbon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, the, it was it was pre-mixed and it sat in our fridge for like ugh. two years until we moved and I threw it away. Yeah, it was bad. No one wanted it. Next up, the Street Fighter. <laughs> you only need one ounce of Southern Comfort. Okay. Quarter ounce of grenadine. All right. And a quarter ounce of Kahlua. That sounds pretty good. It does. It sounds easy. It sounds a little strong. Yeah, but, but that's fine. You know, it's a party. But Southern Comfort's not like it's kind of high proof for something that's like the main ingredient, mm. but it in itself is not that high proof. So it's kind of sure. it's kind of a wash. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can get behind that one. Yeah, why not? Then you have the joining from Dragon Age Origins, <laughs> which I'm already out on just because of the game that it's from. <laughs> but to make this, you'll need a splash of 151 rum. Okay, so strong stuff. 1.5 ounces of dark rum. Oh. And another 1.5 ounces of something I've never heard of, hypnotic, which... No, I don't know. I don't even know what hypnotic is, and I don't even care to look it up. I'm going to look it up. You can look it up. And it's here's the interesting thing. It's spelled H-P-N-O-T-I-Q. Wait, I have seen this before. Interesting. It's like bright blue, I want to say. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. this thing. Good pull. This We looked it up on stream one time. It is a... <laughs> The Wikipedia just says hypnotic is an alcoholic beverage. <laughs> it's native to New York, but bottled in France by Heaven Hill. Oh. Oh. Made from fruit juices, vodka, and cognac. It's 34 proof. God. So that plus just a bunch of rum. So it's all alcoholic. Pretty much. That sounds strong That shit. is stout. No thanks. Then we have the Call of Duty frag grenade shot. Okay. So this is a shot. This is not a cocktail. Sure. Uh, you need Bailey's. Oh my God! This sounds awful. Oh no! Wait, what? <laughs> B- 
Bailey's, Limoncello, Ugh. Jaeger, some kind of energy drink, creme de mint, what? and black vodka. Oh my God, that sounds disgusting. Well, no wonder it's called the frag grenade. What like, is black vodka? Beats the hell out of me. Like, <laughs> is that like licorice vodka? I guess. Oh, that sounds so gross. And they're all equal parts. So it's like... Bailey's lemon and mint already ugh. just sounds awful. And then you add alcohol Jaeger. to it. Like, <laughs> I forgot about Jaeger. <laughs> Jesus. Ugh. Yeah, no. Don't hate That's yourself bad. that much to drink that. Jeez. Then we have the Resident Evil, the T-Virus. Okay. Let's see. You need lime juice, Sprite, Gordon's, which is gin, right? I think so. Uh, Bombay Sapphire, which is also, also gin. gin. <laughs> uh, Midori, Grenadine, Blue Curacao, Slow Gin. I don't even know what that is. S-L-O-E. E, yeah. Uh, I've seen that before, but I don't remember what it is. And that's it. <laughs> but you need all that. So you need three different kinds of gin. So it's gins and fruity stuff. Pretty much. Sounds pretty good. In uh, a highball glass. Uh, yeah, I, whatever. i try it. I guess it's sort of like maybe like a little fruitier version of like a gin and tonic kind mm, of thing. Yeah. Which... That doesn't sound bad. Gin and tonics are solid. They are. So I could maybe get behind that. Then we have the Pac-Man. <laughs> uh, basil. Basil Hayden all, or just no, the basil pa- leaves. Okay, gotcha. Uh, orange. It just says orange. It doesn't say orange <laughs> juice. <laughs> basil orange. Wait a minute. Oh, no. Hang on. I'm starting over and then I'm reading all these things in order because it takes a sharp left turn. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> Four basil leaves. Yeah. 1.5 ounces of orange. (laughs) 1.5 ounces of pineapple juice. One ounce of vodka and Parmesan cheese. What? What? Wait, what? Hold on. Do you muddle the parm? I'm going to read the instructions for this one. Please. Once once these ingredients are on your table, you can go ahead and start your mix. First, grate your cheese and put it on top of the ice cubes in your glass. Then add the basil leaves to the vodka, pour it into your mix, add the juice, and then shake. After that, using a toothpick, skewer the basil leaf, small-sized tomato, and black olive. (laughs) What? Then put it on top of your favorite cocktail glass. That's it. Just give it a good shake, and it's ready to drink. Where the fuck did those savory ingredients yeah, come from? Yeah, what the hell? It became a meal all of a sudden. That was so strange. Parmesan cheese. Ooh. It's basically just Parmesan, pineapple, and orange. Like, that's where your flavor is. <laughs> Gross. That is bizarre. Yeah. Ugh. Next up. <laughs> <laughs> that transition got me. One that sounds, consi- or at least looks considerably better, is the Dratini. So oh, a Pokemon that's a cute name for a martini. And it looks great because it's just a blue martini with like a spray of whipped cream. Beautiful. To start, you just need blue curacao. Yep. 1.5 ounces of gin and 1.5 ounces of hypnotic. So we're back to the hypnotic. Yeah. And then it looks like it's just those things plus a little squirt of whipped cream. That sounds great. Good enough. I also love calling a martini a dratini. That's really good. Yeah. Really good. Oh. Did I, I just think of that? <laughs> That's, that's, a, yeah. that's very cute. Well, now I can really get behind it. Yeah. So that's all of our holiday cocktails. Oh. <laughs> Next up, courtesy of Fanbite this time. No, shout out. And Elizabeth Hinges. Mm. We have 10 tasty video game foods you can make right now. Oh. So, 
And it looks like these foods are less inspired by games and as much as they are just food actually from games. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So we lead off with, and this sounds good, butterscotch cinnamon pie from yeah. Undertale. Oh, yeah. Duh. So, cool. Yeah, that Nothing wrong great. with that. Lava soup <laughs> from The Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons. Okay. Uh, let's see. If it's the Game Boy game. Oh, yeah. So these are all... Feel free to go to this article. Uh, again, 10 tasty video game foods you can make right now, courtesy of Fanbyte. Uh, they have links to all the recipes for actually making these things. Ah, links. Well, I'll be damned. <laughs> I'll be go to hell. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know what the hell is in lava soup other than it looks very dark. It almost looks like... Well, I guess it does look like lava. <laughs> it's a very, like, crackly rock-layered surface. Tasty? <laughs> next up the Geisal greens smoothie from final fantasy 15 of course Uh, it looks very much like a sort of mint chocolate smoothie kind of situation okay good enough i guess uh then we have jurassic pork soup (laughs) from chrono trigger oh it's not from a jurassic park game so it looks like it just looks like ramen Oh, okay. uh, that sounds good. I don't know what the meat. Well, I guess it's pork. <laughs> <laughs> Asked and answered. <laughs> <laughs> then we have braised river beast what? Uh, from World of Warcraft, which it says in here, like not the most descriptive term, but the recipe they have uses lamb shanks. Oh, okay. So braised <laughs> lamb shanks for everybody out there. Sounds good. Although lamb shanks do not come from the river. So I'm just going to go ahead yeah, and call not- this one inaccurate. <laughs> Babish would have a field day. One oh, speaking of Babish, Babish has made this one. The oh. sea salt popsicles oh, from yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, yeah. Which actually sound good. They do sound good. For some reason, light blue ice cream always looks really good. Mm, it does. It's a very video game anime yeah. type thing. We have stupendous stew from Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, the big soup that you yeah. jump in with the It bird. looks like there is a quarter million ingredients in this thing yeah but makes sense basically a lot of it looks like a lot of vegetables just swimming in milk (laughs) maybe a cream based soup uh then we have hot dog sushi from mother three okay uh that yeah it is what it looks like and i really hope that's not a big giant wad of wasabi on top but actually you know what because i'm never gonna eat this i hope it is (laughs) for whoever does then we have absolute shadow ramen from something called The World Ends With You. Mm. Don't know what that is. Is that the uh, Travis Touchdown, whatever those games are called? I don't know. does not say. You know what I'm talking about? Sure don't. Travis Touchdown sounds more like the one of those uh, like cartoon sports games like featuring like it's the that... one with that kid named Pablo. <laughs> okay. Neo, The World Ends With You is it's a Square Enix game. Oh, okay. That makes sense. What is Travis Touchdown from? <laughs> I swear that's a character from something. Travis Touchdown. I'm oh, No More Heroes. Oh. That's what I thought that was. Sorry. Okay. I was going to stick my, my guns and say like MLB Slugfest or something. <laughs> uh, and then we have the last one, one of the classics, the Portal Cake. Oh, nice. Uh, which, if it's I remember correctly, cake, right? it's a... Uh, Oh, it's some black something cake, black forest cake. Oh yeah, yeah, you're I right. I think you're right. And it's got like chocolate shavings and like cherries and all that kind of shit. Sounds great. And I've never played Portal. Oh, you should. But I know the cake is apparently a lie. Yes, it is. Cake's a lie. Cool. But that's it. So, feel free for your party. I, you know, 
if you make one of these, share yeah, it with shout us. Shout out. Take a know, pic. Make a black forest cake and, you know, or or tell us you did, but don't. But don't. Very because good. Because the cake is a lie. Right. <laughs> anyway, yes. Feel free to tag us in any of your, or if you come up with your own. Because yeah. there's plenty of creativity left out there. Uh, even if you don't want to pull one from a video game, you can make like the uh, Assassin's Weed. <laughs> And make like a... It's my favorite strand. Uh, what is that? Uh, what are your fingers doing? <laughs> <I'm sniffing. laughs> it's like scissors. The top of the little grass that people eat. Wheat? No, no. It's literally... Uh, wheatgrass. Oh. Make like a wheatgrass smoothie. Right. And then put a knife in it. Oh, there you go. And call it Assassin's Weed. Perfect. There you go. That's free for you out there. There's so much value in that idea. What is your recommendation for this week, Tanner? <laughs> if you have one off the top of uh, your I do, head. I do. Okay. I'm ready for it this time. My recommend is video game Donkey. Mm. I'm, rep- I'm recommending Donkey. Uh, I was not aware that there were at least people in my community who were unaware of Donkey. Uh, so I was watching his, la- his latest video, or one of his most recent videos, was it was called There's No Video Today. <laughs> And it was just a black screen, and he tells he tells this like ridiculous audiobook tale mm. of like some guy who works at like the Frito Lay factory getting sucked into another dimension on like a pirate ship. And it was one of the funniest things I've ever watched on stream. It was so funny. Dunkey is so if you don't know, he's a YouTube creator. He also streams on Twitch. Um, one of the funniest people in games, I think. Just every one of his videos is hilarious, but he also is a very good, like, critic of the games industry. Yeah. Uh, has some really, like, salient points about some, so some of his more serious, like, review review videos, which I think he calls Dunk Views. He does. Uh, uh, but then he also has, like, ga- uh, videos about, like, video game pricing or uh, video game journalism or things like that that are really, really good and smart. And then he'll go make a dumb Call of Duty video where he's just like, do you guys like Donkey Kong? <laughs> it's it's great. I love Donkey to death. I've just been on a rabbit hole rewatching mm. all of his stuff again, and it's fresh on the brain. So go watch his stuff. It's great. Yeah, he is very funny. And one of the best progenitors of, like, Gen Z humor. Yes. You know, yeah. It's that very, like, weird, nebulous, nonsense kind of humor. Right, like absurdist. Uh, but it's also he's also very clever. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, he's really solid. So my recommendation, to circle back briefly to the Game Awards stuff. Sure. And, you know, I think I've made one other recommendation that is less to the folks out there and more to industry-type people, like recommending things to them. Yeah. But my recommendation to people who produce video game, you know, conferences or shows is just don't use movies to market video games. Yeah. And you can sum this up to me with a very simple sentence, which is, no one who is that excited about a new trailer for The Matrix or for Sonic 2 is going to go out of their way to watch a three-minute or three-hour-long show just to see that trailer. Agreed. Totally. There is no additional viewers that you are gaining by putting those trailers on your show. Yep. You might gain new viewers by, you know, teasing more salient video game announcements. Sure. But everyone who gives a shit about one of those trailers is going to watch it on Twitter. Yep. You're totally right. That's You're it. absolutely right. And this goes back to, you know, the larger point we were making about, like, we don't need any of this crossover shit. I know that you're trying to legitimize the, the awards, but it's already legitimized within video games. You don't need to make it, it 
in time, the only way you're going to legitimize yourself on the level of an Oscars or a Grammys or whatever is if you just keep doing it year over year. It doesn't matter how many celebrities you pull into yeah. it uh, or outside of game celebrities, I should say. All it's going to matter is if this becomes the preeminent awards of this uh, field of art, and it is, so stop trying to make it a bigger deal than it is because it's already a huge deal. So, yeah, yeah, I think it all just speaks to the same thing of the Game Awards not knowing who they want to be and wanting to have some sort of clout that they don't need. Yeah, which I'm not even going to go as far as to say that you shouldn't. I mean, like, Sonic 2, the trailer, that has a place at sure. you know, the Game Awards, yeah, yeah. clearly. But making the marquee you know, trailer uh, basically half before the Matrix Resurrections right. almost does more to downplay video games as a medium. Yeah. Because you're acting like people care more about this movie. Yeah, you're acting like movies are still more important than yeah. video games. So, yeah. like, maybe put that on the show. Just put it somewhere else. Yeah, put it in the middle. And make the main event something like Wonder Woman. Something like, you know, if they had, you know, not blown their load with Elden Ring. Like, you know, something <laughs> right. like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, That actually people care to see who are invested in this industry and not just general pop culture people. Yeah, well uh, said. And, like... I am the biggest nerd for movies out there. Yeah. I freaking love movies to death. I don't want to see movies in my game awards. That's that's what the Oscars are for. And I don't even really watch the Oscars. Like it's they're just it's not saying that if movie trailers in the game awards you hate movies or gamers hate movies. It's not that. It's just not what the night's for. <laughs> like that's just not the purpose of the event. It's like having mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes right next to each other on the same plate. Mm. You don't mix them. No. <laughs> You could mix maybe the corn. Yeah, of the course. The stuffing. Mashed potatoes and peas, maybe. Yeah, maybe a little bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, separation of church and state. Yeah. Two types of potatoes. <laughs> Video games movies and movies. And movies. Yeah. You said movies and movies. I said because you started it. You let off. So you took my train of thought and derailed it. So, yes, I meant video games and movies, but you said movies first. Or video, I don't even remember. I said video games first. So, yeah, I said movies, and then you were saying movies second, so I said movies twice. Movies and movies. Anyway, that's been episode 27. Yeah, don't even... That's another good reason for that stream to just disappear into the ether is how many stupid TikTok references we made the whole time. What, what the but, dog you know, doing? Bing bong. Bing bong. This has been episode 27. Fuck your life. <laughs> you know, if you see these dogs in your front yard, just know upstairs I'm going hard. Yo, Ariana Grande, come to Coney Island. Take a spin on the cyclone. I miss, I miss you. you. We're tapping out. <laughs> <laughs>